MSW Media. Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting The Daily Beans. Give all the dads in your life a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years. Go to storyworth.com slash dailybeans to get $10 off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. Today, Donald Trump was arrested and arraigned in federal court where he pled not guilty to a 37 count indictment in the documents case. The January 6th special counsel investigation is continuing in D.C. today. A Republican official has moved $1.3 million from a nonprofit to their own law firm. And a judge will allow E. Jean Carroll to amend her original complaint to include Trump's CNN town hall remarks. I'm your host, Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana. So we were finally able to tweet Trump has been arrested on federal charges today. Uh, That all went down. The arraignment went down today. We're going to talk about that a little bit. How are you? I am good. I'm happy about it. Like, I know that there's a long road ahead with this whole case, but... I can't wait to hear this first story because Cranky Pants got arrested. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened today. Uh, Walt Nod is in a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. as we know. And it's just, you know, it's this thing of it, it's it's the, the cards are falling, but we don't know where they're going to fall exactly. But they are falling. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to see. It is. It's good to see the rule of law is still going here in the United States. And uh, we have all of ourselves to thank for it, for voting and taking people with us and getting getting people out to the polls. This, uh, imagine where we would be right now. If you know what, I don't even want to think about it. Nope, 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 nope. But we will be hosting on Friday a super mega happy hour for patrons. It's going to be at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to have Pete Strzok and Andy McCabe. And it's going to be a Daily Beans, Jack, and uh, clean up on aisle 45, like super mega. Happy hour. Extravaganza. Bonanza, yes. And we will celebrate the rule of law in this country. Again, we're not celebrating that there was, was horrible national classified national defense information just lying around ballrooms and bathrooms at Mar-a-Lago. We're celebrating the rule of law and justice. So I look forward to seeing all the patrons there. If you're interested in becoming a patron, so you get these episodes ad free, you get them early, you can come to our meet and greets and our happy hours and stuff like that. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash Muller She Wrote. All right. We have a lot of news to get to uh, before. (laughs) It's so much today, Dana. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. So Donald was able to find local counsel in Miami, as we said, because his attorney, Chris Kyes, is a member of the bar there. And he was arrested, fingerprinted and arraigned on 37 felony counts in the documents case today. Reports say Jack Smith sat in the front row and fucking mad-dogged Trump the whole time, like, (laughs) didn't take his eyes off of him. And this is from Hugo Lowell at The Guardian on his Twitter account. Trump's attorney, Blanche, entered a plea of not guilty to all 37 counts. There is a bond condition. Donald will not be allowed to discuss this case with certain witnesses like Walt Nada, as provided by the special counsel. Hugo went on to say Trump looked frustrated throughout his arraignment. He folded his arms and refolded his arms throughout with a constant frown on his face. Todd Blanche, his lead counsel who appeared with Chris Kyes, objected to the bond condition, but too bad. 
Trump's co-defendant and Diet Coke valet, Walt Nauta, was not arraigned today because he did not have local counsel admitted in the Southern District of Florida. He will be arraigned June 27th at 9.45 a.m., though he doesn't have to appear himself so long as counsel does. Walt Nauta was there today in his capacity as Trump's body man and valet. That's why he was there. Oh, my God. Double duty. I know. Trump and his legal team spent the afternoon before his arraignment interviewing potential lawyers, but the interviews didn't result in anyone joining the team in time for Trump's initial court appearance scheduled for 3 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Trump also seemingly is unable to find a specialist national security lawyer eligible to possess a security clearance to help him navigate the Espionage Act charges. The last minute scramble to find a veteran trial lawyer was a familiar process for Trump, who has had difficulty hiring and keeping lawyers to defend him in his numerous federal and state criminal cases that have dogged him throughout his presidency and after he left the White House. After interviewing a slate of potential lawyers at Trump Doral, the former president settled on having Kai's appear as the local counsel admitted to the Southern District of Florida as a one-off, with Blanche being sponsored by him to appear pro hoc vice. That's according to one of the people familiar. Among the Florida lawyers who turned down Trump was Howard Srebnik, who had expressed an interest in representing the former guy at trial as early as last week, in part due to the high fees involved, but ultimately was not allowed to after conferring with his law firm. (laughs) Whoops. The other prominent lawyer who declined to work with Trump was David Marcus, who recently defended the Florida Democratic gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum against charges that he lied to the FBI and funneled campaign contributions into his personal accounts. Trump and his team have interviewed the corruption attorney Benedict Kuhn, who was indicted in 2008 for money laundering before the charges were dropped. But he has his own baggage as he faces disbarment for contempt of court in a recent civil suit. (laughs) What a mess. It's like a kangaroo court going on over there. Who are these people? It's beyond Blunderdome. The other interviews are understood to have been with William Barzee, as well as Bruce Zimmet or Zimet, the former chief assistant U.S. attorney in Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach, respectively. It's important to note that if Donald had done nothing wrong or if these charges were weak at all, prominent lawyers would be lining up around the block to represent him. Oh, for sure. Just to get that on your resume. Yes, this is the biggest case so far. <laughs> in the history of the country, because we're the first first indictment of an ex-president. Part of the problem recruiting new lawyers has been Trump's reputation of being a notoriously difficult client who has a record of declining legal advice and seeking to have his lawyers act as attack dogs or political aides rather than attorneys bound by ethics rules. And also, they turn out to be witnesses. In a lot of these. And also, he seems to be guilty a lot. Mm-hmm. The other concern for top lawyers in Florida being contacted by Trump's advisors has been the perceived reputational damage that could come from defending the former president, not just because of his politics, but because of the strength of the indictment. That's what these lawyers said when reached for comment. This is is, no, I I sign up for that losing shit. (laughs) It could potentially lead to years in prison. We'll go over this all on the next episode of Jack, including a provision of SIPA, the Confidential Information Production Act that governs the rules of this case. That is going to make it very difficult in certain circumstances for Judge Eileen Cannon to help Donald by delaying the proceedings. And we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Section 7 of SIPA with a SIPA expert, former general counsel of the CIA, Brian Greer. So I'm looking forward to this weekend's episode. I love it. And AG, I'm going to look to my co-host to help with this pronunciation. But this is from The Guardian. The San Francisco lawyer, Harmeet Dillon. Yep, you got it. Great. Harmeet Dillon is a fixture on Fox News 
who has garnered support from the likes of Matt Gates, Tucker Carlson, and Laura Ingram, three fine upstanding citizens. <laughs> she also helms a nonprofit that appears to have directed more than a million dollars into her law firm, which is Dylan Law Group. Oops. So Dylan most recently made headlines when she signed on to represent Carlson in a gender discrimination lawsuit he and Fox News face from former producer Abby Grossberg. She also acted as an attorney for Donald Trump and former Project Veritas head James O'Keefe, who in 2021 sued Twitter for banning him. (laughs) Well, last November, Dylan was able to mount a serious challenge to Rona McDaniel for chair of the Republican National Committee. Now, archive snapshots of her campaign's official website touted endorsements from elected officials such as Gates and conservative media figures such as Carlson and Ingram and also Jack uh, Pos- Posibiak. Is that how Jack says his last name? I, I call him Prilosek. Oh, I, I really, Posibiak, I don't know. Posibiak? Oh, Posibiak actually sounds and looks more like what that word is. Mm-hmm. We'll just call him JP. All right. Her growing profile <laughs> proved a huge advantage since becoming an RNC committee woman for California. In 2016, she made hundreds of appearances in conservative media, predominantly Fox News, Okay. From 2019, these appearances were often based on lawsuits sponsored by that nonprofit she helms. They were sponsored by that. And that's the Center for American Liberty, CAL, and aimed at right-wing bugbears, as they are called, like COVID restrictions, leftist street protesters, and gender-affirming health care. Okay. The Guardian has found that at least $1.32 million has been transferred from Cal to her law firm, Dylan Law Group, in a move one charity expert described as problematic. (laughs) (laughs) Additionally, state and federal filings show Dylan takes a $120,000 salary from Cal for a two-hour work week. You heard me. Two-hour work week. She must be exhausted. Mm. Meanwhile, the nonprofit has entered into a close relationship with well-heeled right-wing foundation whose financial generosity has been matched by a seat on the nonprofit's board. There's a lot to the story, so check out Jason Wilson at The Guardian for more. Just look this up. You'll be able to read all about this. Yeah, nothing to see there. (laughs) All right, next up from NBC. With Donald Trump set to appear in Miami for one set of federal charges... Back in Washington, another grand jury investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol and Trump's efforts to stay in office is still moving ahead in full force. Nevada GOP chair Michael McDonald, a close Trump political ally, as well as Jim DeGraffenreid, the state party's vice chair, were spotted by NBC News entering the area where the January 6th grand jury is meeting at the Washington Federal Courthouse on Tuesday. When asked about having to appear the same day as Trump's court date, McDonald joked to an NBC News reporter, not on my bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) McDonald has previously confirmed to NBC News that federal authorities seized his cell phone as part of this investigation. The appearance comes a week after former Trump White House official Steve Bannon was subpoenaed by a federal grand jury in D.C. in connection with the 1-6 investigation. The Bannon subpoena for documents and testimony, deuces take whom it's called, was sent out last month, the sources said. In addition, at least one former Trump White House aide testified on June 1st before the grand jury, hearing evidence about the former president in its ongoing investigation surrounding the election. That's according to sources familiar. The testimony focused on Trump's firing of Chris Krebs. We talked about this on the Jack podcast, and we'll talk about it more this weekend. At the time, Krebs led the federal government's election cybersecurity efforts and debunked false claims of election fraud and hacking. And that's when Johnny McEntee decided to help Trump put a memo together to have him fired. Mike Pence also testified before the grand jury in April. 
The grand jury investigating Trump's actions surrounding the Capitol attack on January 6th and in connection with efforts to interfere in the transfer of power is separate totally from the grand jury in Miami that heard testimony Wednesday about his handling of classified documents. McDonald has a close personal friendship with Trump and in recent months has visited Mar-a-Lago as part of a Nevada delegation Trump was courting for endorsements. McDonald has testified before the January 6th Select Committee where he invoked his Fifth Amendment right more than 200 times. Both McDonald and DeGraffenreid served as so-called fake electors. Those were the slates of electors in most cases signed certification documents purporting that Trump had won their states even though he had not. So if you're wondering if Jack Smith would only bring the documents case just because it was easier than January 6th, you'd be wrong. You're not allowed to use a grand jury for testimony and evidence if you're not pursuing possible charges. Ooh, good stuff there. And this last story is also really good stuff. This is from Kara Scannell at CNN. Well, a federal judge is going to allow E. Jean Carroll to amend her original defamation lawsuit against the former president, Donald J. Trump, to include his comments at the CNN town hall. So Mm -hmm. maybe there's some collateral beauty from that shit show of a decision from CNN. (laughs) Carol, as we know, asked the judge for permission to amend the initial November 2019 lawsuit so she could try to seek additional punitive damages after Trump repeated statements a federal jury found to be defamatory. (laughs) Now, uh, yeah, he's a moron. Last month, a jury found in favor of Carol in her second civil lawsuit, which went to trial. The jury found that Trump sexually abused Carol and defamed her by denying that attack, saying she wasn't his type and calling her allegations a hoax. Well, one day later, Trump appeared, just one day later, Trump appeared at the CNN Republican presidential town hall and said, and I quote, I have no idea who this woman, this is a fake story, made up story. He called Carol a whack job and went on a tangent about her ex-husband and pet cat. So he's crazy as, you know, a lot. I I wanted to be careful there because I don't want to throw that word around, but I think sociopath might be more appropriate. This, of course, answers DOJ's question about whether the judge would accept the amended complaint, which clears the way for Merrick Garland to decide now not to represent Donald in this matter any longer. So you'll remember Bill Barr is the one that stepped in to have the DOJ rep Trump because he decided Trump's remarks were part of his job as president. But recently, Merrick Garland was like, well, if you're going to amend her complaint with Trump's CNN town hall comments, the DOJ needs more time to consider whether we'll represent Trump. So let us know if you're going to amend the complaint, basically, was the idea. So it's your move, DOJ, and I'm hoping they make the right decision in this case and 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 pull out, pull out, if you will, no pun intended, of the case. Mm, yeah, and, and that's super important that, that Merrick Garland had that off-ramp, because without a major change to the case, he, he's kind of stuck. Well, not really, but in order to not give the Department of Justice itself as an institution a black eye and go against something a former attorney general did. Now he has the opportunity. If he comes back to rep Trump, I'm going to be so pissed. (laughs) Oh, my God. Seriously. But, you know, he did he did withdraw. He did withdraw that original certification or that representation of Donald Trump and said, you tell me if you're going to amend the complaint and I'll tell you whether or not we're going to rep him. So we'll see what happens. All right. We have a lot of good news besides what already happened today to get to. So stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. So my uncle is like my surrogate dad, and I used to think I had all of his stories committed to memory until one day he surprised me with a new one I hadn't heard before. And I realized I had to find a way to discover what other stories had been left out. 
And the best way to do that is with StoryWorth. StoryWorth is offering $10 off your first purchase at storyworth.com slash dailybeans. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question, one of your choice or one that you can make up or, you know, they send out a pool of possible options. And each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like what matters to you most in life or what's your favorite vacation you ever went on or what are your favorite songs or what's the most adventurous thing you've ever done. I really enjoyed reading my uncle's answers to these questions. I've discovered stories and memories I've never heard and learned new things about stories I thought I already knew, which is fun because, you know, when you hear the stories when you're young, some of the stuff gets left out. Thanks to StoryWorth, I found out my uncle spent a summer in Hawaii learning how to surf. This led to learning about an entire chapter of his life I really had no idea existed, and it made us both very happy. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your questions and stories and memories and photos, if you want, into a beautiful keepsake book for the whole family that you can share for generations. I'm excited to pass these stories and life lessons to the future generations in my family, and it's a time capsule that captures the tapestry of our loved ones and creates bonds that will transcend time. So give all the fathers in your life a meaningful gift this Father's Day you can both cherish for years to come. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 off your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash dailybeans. That's storyworth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash dailybeans to save $10 on your first purchase. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, or if you want to play what the mutt, or if you have some weird shit that kids say or that you say or your parents say, and you know, anything you want to send into us, a shout out to a local business in your area or your business. I know we have a lot of wonderful entrepreneurs and creators and artists and makers that listen to this program. You can send it all to us by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. First up from Dan, pronouns he and him. Good morning, beans queens. Having opened Tuesday's show with the great news about Lambda Legal, I was confused about how the PGA Live merger impacted the gaze of Washington regulators. Seems like a very targeted advertising, even in Pride Month. I was driving to work and had not yet finished my coffee. It took me entirely too long to figure out that it was <laughs> gaze, G-A-Z-E, not gaze, G-A-Y-S. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. Dana, can we start an all queer was not was cover band called Gaze Not Gaze? <laughs> we could perform our version of Walk the Dinosaur, Walk the Dinosaur. <laughs> well done, Dan. Well Dan, done, Dan. That is sick. Oh, that is dope. Okay. Here's my pet tax, Bootsy, to make up for that stupid joke. No, 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 Dan. That was a good joke. He thinks I'm funny. And uh, here he is straight from the groomer giving a strong Falcor vibe. Oh, never ending story. Atreyu. La, da, 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 da. They used to be big, strong hands. Mm. <laughs> the rock Not fighter. that it matters, <laughs> but yes. Bastion, say my name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God, we know way too many quotes <laughs> from that movie. Everyone's so confused at home. The old. Oh my God. Okay. All right, what's next? All right, this next one's from Danielle. Not Dan, but Danielle. Pronoun she and her. Hi, ladies of the Illuminati. Today, Dana said she loved all dogs that are oodles, and it made me laugh because my friend ended up with an oodle that's very different. Last year, they lost their old lady, Doodle, 
and after a few months decided to get another doodle. Sorry, the other doodle needed a sibling. This one's going to be a tongue twister for me. They went to a, quote, breeder for a doodle and were surprised that she was less expensive than their previous two had been. I didn't get a chance to tell her to stop with the breeders. She asked me for the number to the dog trainer she used. That is a friend of mine, though. They quickly learned that Oakley needed some intensive training and they needed advice because she is, and I quote, fucking nuts and never stops. Oh, God. (laughs) Cut to a few months later and the owners of of one Oakley's siblings sent my friend a message on Facebook. They'd been chatting and sharing their horror stories. Well, the sibling was DNA tested and they got the answers they needed. They did not acquire doodles. They have hoodles, husky poodles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it completely explains everything. Oakley checks all the boxes of being a husky, but looks like a doodle, sort of. Moral of the story, don't trust a breeder. And if you're not a husky person, don't try to raise one. They are no joke. Here's Oakley and her big sister, Luna. She's lucky she's so cute. Thanks for keeping us informed and laughing. You are necessity. You are necessity. You are necessity to get through the day. These dogs are so cute. And I would have never thought they were hoodles. <laughs> Look at that husky doodle. <laughs> They're hoodlum doodles. The ear. Oh. <gasps> Oh, I would have man. called Oakley a Husker Doodle. Get it? Oh man! Now we've got is... was not was jokes and Husker Do jokes all in the same Husker Doodle. I think we're all on the same sort of universal wavelength. That, you know, man, that photo of that is. last pup is cute. So adorable. Thank you for that. That's so funny. Next up from Joe, I'm a 67 year old widow who lives in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, a very red region. My husband's death and later COVID led me to totally isolate myself. I spoke to no one and went nowhere. After six years, I knew I had to do something about it. I saw AG was speaking in Phoenix at the atheist convention and decided to go. I found myself in the lobby next to AG, but was too shy to say hello. Anyway, after the convention, I went to the Grand Canyon and I drove around for three days. It was life-changing. My attitude totally changed. I'm going to Alaska for nine days in September and I look forward to seeing new things and new people. So thank you. I included a pic of my soulmate, Ruby, she is 14 and an amazing friend. Oh, Joe, this admission makes me really happy that something, no matter what it was, switched a light switch back to on for you. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you can get out and explore, enjoy more things. Like it fills my heart. The world is vast and it sounds like you really love outdoor things. And that is so healing. I never feel as close to whatever the higher power is as when I'm out in mother nature. So enjoy every bit of that. Alaska is stunning. Yeah, for sure. And thanks for that submission. Uh, Dana, do you want to take the next two? They're a little short. I'm happy to. This is from Anonymous. No pronouns on this one. I don't have good news unless anyone is looking for rescue animals in Michigan. Please ask people to go to Friends of Michigan Belleville Rescue because we have so many wonderful pets for adoption. We're a no-kill shelter and really rely upon word of mouth to help get our animals adopted. We're so full right now and really need some adoption. So the website is www.friendsofmichigan.org slash adopt. Mm. Pretty easy to remember. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for that. Next one's from Nate. Pronouns are he and him. Hello, Beansters. I have a misheard song lyric for you. And it's for your own theme song. (laughs) For the years, AG, you might have to help with this tune. For the year plus, I've been listening to the Daily Beans. I could swear the lyrics were, ooh, let's swear it. Let's wear it. W-E-A-R-I-T. Wear it. 
where what? Who knows? Every time I'd start the podcast, I'd sing that out loud until I recently, finally, put it together that it's the tagline for your show, news with swearing. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for all you do. Keep doing it. Love you guys. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, I got a call a couple years ago from one of the guys in They Might Be Giants and and they said that they would love to do the theme song. So that is who does the theme song and the ad bed music and the outro music is They Might Be Giants. And um, what's what's cool is when I tried to explain who They Might Be Giants was to my, at the time, two very young co-hosts. They, had, they were like, I don't know. I'm, I'm dying. Like I'm running around like, oh my God, oh my God, They Might Be Giants wants to do my theme song. And and so the best way I could explain it to them was that the They Might Be Giants also performs the theme song for The Daily Show. So, you know, the old... Yep, and uh, the theme song for Malcolm in the Middle, but that's probably also um, for a little bit older folks. Anyway, thanks for that submission, Nate. Next up, Pie Fight Leah, pronouns she and her. Our COVID kitten Bella, a.k.a. Schmuffy Schmuffinator, or Chonkerson Chonk, Bella Trixie, Bella Boopsie, keeps us entertained. She loves, <laughs> I love, by the way, all the different pet names. That would be, so, that would be fun to send in too. Send us your pet's actual name and then all the things you call them because that's always fun to look through. She loves a good box. And let's be honest, any box. Me too, girl. Yes, <laughs> me too. I knew you were gonna Same that. girl, same. <laughs> knew you were going to Okay. That's so good. <laughs> I set him up, you knock him down. All right. But she's shed plenty of her floof on my guitar cases. Ah, when you mentioned sending this in on the beans, I recently had to share. This was just today. She considered squeezing into a side pocket before climbing up to the summit, a.k.a. my bandmate's keyboard case. She keeps us laughing, and boy, howdy, do we need to laugh. Thank you, AG and DG, for being kick-ass women, bringing your best every day. I look forward to your clear-headed analysis of all things beans as it helps me keep hope for justice alive. And there you have the cat in the bag. (laughs) Amazing cat in the bag. Oh, squirrel nut zippers. Hello. I remember them. (laughs) This is a good episode. Good news stories and great pictures. Yes, yes. Feel free to uh, celebrate a little bit tonight. Everybody, don't forget we have that massive, mega, super fun happy hour Q&A. Me, Andy McCabe, Pete Strzok. uh, So good. Yeah, I look forward to seeing everybody. It's Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here today? Just a reminder for those of you up in uh, New York, Rochester area, I've got a live show July 28th. It's a Friday night. And um, let me make sure that's the right date as I yell that out on the podcast. Yep. yep, Friday, July 28th. And um, you can get tickets on my website, dinagoldberg.com. Go to appearances and get tickets. They're only $25, but there's only 100 seats in the theater. So make sure you get them. And I want to see you there. Even if you're in driving distance, come say hi. And as Aditi will test uh, test you, I'm a great hugger. And uh, it's 100 people. We don't have to pay extra for a meet and greet. I'll just say hi. (laughs) I love that. And you can actually go see live the famous Dana Goldberg from Hummingbirds Music Camp. (laughs) that too (laughs) all right everybody thank you so much we'll be back in your ears tomorrow uh until then please take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet take care of your mental health vote blue over q and take everyone with you i've been ag and i've been dg and them's the beans the daily beans is written and executive produced by allison gill with additional research and reporting by dana goldberg sound design and editing is by desiree mcfarlane 
with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler, how much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary. They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, Show me, in a courtroom, how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.